Hello, and welcome to the Kingdom Corner Podcast, where you can propel your faith into even deeper levels as we discuss how to live the kingdom culture on earth as it is in heaven, just as Jesus prayed. Here's your host, the great Matt Geib. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Oh, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Yes, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how we fight our battles. This is how we fight our battles. Yet it may look like we're surrounded, but we're surrounded by you. Yes, it may look like we're surrounded but we're surrounded by you we are the army of the lord we are the army of the lord bringing into battle our whole armor the shield of faith the sword of the spirit and we're wrapped in your truth and our minds are covered by the helmet of salvation and we march forth in peace we are victorious we are victorious for we are armored up and going out to war we will defeat the foe we will defeat the foe Because we are the army of the mighty everlasting God. Oh, this is how we fight our battles. This is how we fight our battles. We're overcoming. We're overcoming in you. Amen and amen. Kingdom Corner podcast devotees. The great Matt Guy with you once again. And we are in the stretch run, the crescendo of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, about the powerful armor of God. And we've been learning about that, and we're going to go further today. The armor of God, we could call this lesson, the armor of God moving from defense to offense. The armor of God moving from defense to offense. This has been on my heart as I studied for this portion of the lesson today, that You know, we talk a lot about having the armor of God on to defend ourselves against the enemy, against his lies, against his fiery darts. But God intended there to be in the last days a warrior bride that would move out, sweep aside the enemy, defend itself, but then move from a position of standing and standing, therefore, to then move out on the offense, offense, pulling down strongholds of the enemy, as Corinthians says, and taking back the land for the Lord. I truly believe that. And we're going to talk about that. The armor of God, put on the armor of God, moving from defense to offense. Let's go into the chapter again and read it. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, in the efficacy of the power of his inherent might in you. We read that from our brother Kenneth Wiest's translation. Put on the whole armor of God. Get it all on, not just part of it, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. 
For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. It's not here on earth we're doing the battle. It's in the heavenlies, right? It's in the spiritual realm. Therefore, he says again, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand therefore. Now, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel, and above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, Verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So that's what we've been breaking down. I believe today we're going to start in verse 16. We're going to talk about, yes, we're in a defensive mode. We're standing ready to take the onslaught of the enemy on, and yet he wants us to put, you know, push him aside, you know, get rid of him, and then go into the offensive mode. That is what our mission is in the last days as the warrior bride, I believe. So last time we talked about, it's interesting, first of all, in that passage, verse 11 and verse 13, he said it twice. Put on the whole armor of God. The whole penelope is the way the Greek would say it. The whole body armor suit, you know, let, let's just... Let's just reiterate what that is, the whole body armor of God. Okay, what are those pieces? And we're going to get into it a little more deeply today. We're going to have uh, uh, the, the tunic of truth wrapped around tightly around our waist. That's truth. We talked about that. It represents metaphorically truth last time. Last time. The breastplate of Christ's righteousness right around our most important parts, our heart, our lungs, those where our really... Uh, Really, that's who we are. Of course, the loins, the tunic, the reproductive area, you know. And then our feet that are so important to stand and be stable uh, with the gospel of peace. We talked about all that. Those are the things that Christ gave us when we became born again into the family of God. He gave us truth. He gave us righteousness. He gave us peace. So we have those items of of, of the armor, we're talking about all the armor, put it all on, loins girded about, tightened about, the Roman soldier would get ready for battle, you knew that he was getting ready, as under his skirt, the skirt went over that girdle, he tightened himself up, the middle part, the splankna, his guts, where he, where he was, his really center of power. That's, that's what we're talking about. And then he put on the breastplate to protect his, his heart, his lungs. Uh, and we're talking spiritually about righteousness of Christ. We've been given that. And then his feet, it's so important. The feet were shod properly with the preparation of, of peace or the equipment of peace so we can stand when the enemy first assails us. You know, and I'm afraid a lot of Christians, they're not putting on the whole armor. Let's, let's move on. And really get into today the other pieces of armor. Okay, so let's go over that again. Having girded your waist with truth, you know, the girdle of truth, put on the breastplate of righteousness, 
have your feet shod with the preparation or the equipment of the gospel of peace, and above all, here we go with the rest of it. Well, it's going to uh, rest of the armor pieces. Take the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one, the helmet of salvation to cover your head, right, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And then praying always, not some of the time, not part of the time, but all the time with prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And some people have said that there's actually, instead of six pieces of armor, there's a seventh one, which is the spear of prayer. You know, we could probably call it that. So we're going to take prayer into the battle as well. So today we look at these other uh, other pieces of armor. You know, I think sometimes just to reiterate, like I said, some Christians aren't even getting off the bench to enter the battle. They've forgotten about... Uh, truth, that their loins are good about with truth. They've forgotten that they are righteous in Christ. The enemy can penetrate them there, you know, and, and, and they certainly don't have peace. But we need to put those things on before, like I said, there's a proper order. We can put the rest of our armor on. Uh, all right. All right, let's, let's move on. Now we're going to go into the other parts. So now we pick up the other pieces. The other, the, the, uh, I think I've said it enough times. Your waist girt about with truth, your breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. Those are things that are given to you when you come to salvation. But now to, to, that, that will protect you, that will ward off the enemy, uh, more of a defensive mode. But now we, these other things are things that we need to pick up. We have to pick these things up. Uh, you have to, above all, taking. You have to take the shield of faith. You have to pick it up, all right? And then you have to put on your helmet. You wouldn't go into battle without a helmet on, would you? And then uh, taking the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Those are all things that you pick up. So that's what we're talking about. I'm thinking today about these things were on my heart. I see so much of this in the church today. And these, these pieces of armor, this, this armoring up that we do, speaks against these things. Discouragement, confusion, indifference. I see so much of that in the church. And signs of the enemy working. Discouragement brings about depression of one's spirit. It plays over and over again with regrets and dark outlooks on life. We could call that the blues. Or I used to call it my mugwomps. I used to go through long bouts of depression. You know, those are the things the enemy assails us with, with his flaming darts. Confusion. A lot of times he brings confusion, doubt, uncertainty, disillusionment, strife, discord, arguments with yourself and with others, okay? And then that sometimes morphs over into what I call, then you become indifferent and apathetic, cynical, callous, cold, bitter toward yourself and others. These are the things, these are the fiery darts that we must come against. I think those are some of the, the biggest um, fiery darts of the enemy uh, that God wants to address today. You know, if you're discouraged, if you're confused, if you're indifferent, begin to put on the full armor of God. What are we to do? How do we counter, uh, counteract this? How do we fight against this? Most of us just complain. Yet, 
an exercise successful Christian or a warrior bride person in the warrior bride has learned how to rejoice in all these things. He's learned how to stand and stand therefore. We don't necessarily uh, enjoy the trial we're going through, but we can learn as good soldiers how to endure that, how to defend against it, and then sweep that aside in the name of Jesus and even enter into the offensive. I want to get into that today. 1 Peter 4.1, don't be surprised by fiery darts, fiery trials that come upon you. Jesus said in John 16.33, in this world you will experience tribulation, but be, uh, be, of, uh, be rejoicing for I have overcome the world. 1 Corinthians 10.13, there's no temptation, there's no fiery doubt, dart of discouragement, confusion, indifference, all those things, depression, cynicism disillusionment that has overtaken you that that you know that isn't uncommon but god will provide a way of escape the way of escape my christian soldier friend is to get armored up to put on the armor of god and like i've been emphasizing here to put on it put it on in its correct order let's quit complaining as wimps and apply what god says in his word okay Let's apply what God says in his word. There's, there's no other solution. Let's look at verse 11. What, is, what does God say? Put on the whole armor of God. That's what I'm talking about. That you could stand against these fiery darts of the enemy, against the wiles, the stratagems of the enemy. And then 14 to 18. What else do we need to do uh, against these fiery darts? Stand, therefore, having girt about your waist with truth, put on the breastplate of righteousness, have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. Take now, we're going to go in, in, in from offense, or I'm sorry, from defense to offense, by taking up the shield of faith to quench those fiery darts. We're going to put on the helmet of salvation so when we wade into battle, our minds won't be, you know, uh, damaged, you know, by the enemy. And then we're going to take the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, and learn to wield that properly and sweep aside the enemy. And then we could call it, praying always with all prayer, the spear of prayer. The first three pieces of, uh, pieces of armor, like I said, <coughs> are shown by the verb tense in Greek uh, that it, it's symbolic of what Jesus Christ has given us. You know, he's given us truth. He's given us righteousness. He's given us peace. Uh, and the second three three pieces of armor, which is the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, even we could say the spear of prayer, are things that we must take up ourselves by faith. We must say, I can grab a shield of faith and ward off these darts. I can put on the helmet of salvation every day, and I can wield the sword of the Spirit. The problem is we've become so accustomed to believing our feelings, you know, you know, just trusting those feelings. The enemy attacks us in these various ways, discouragement, confusion, indifference, depression, uncertainty, strife, discord, cynicism, bitterness. Those are things that, you know, engender feelings in us, and we are so accustomed to that. And we believe those feelings sometimes like they were facts, but they're not. That is why you need the shield of faith. It's by faith that you raise that shield. <clears throat> it's a, you use that shield of faith 
as a refusal to and a refusing to accept those you know fiery darts penetrating you uh, faith in action using the shield of faith resist the devil it says in James and he will flee from you okay we are in a battle every moment of the day. Verse 17, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, praying always. Why? Because we're in a battle every day. We don't hope for what's best. We're not just stumbling along. The armor is for us to put on and first defend ourselves, but then move out in faith and um, just eradicate and utterly destroy the works of the enemy, to go about pulling down strongholds, to be able to go about and set others free. I believe that. It's a putting on of Jesus. We've talked about that before. So let's go. We'll break down a few more verses here, a little further, these verses here. Um, above all, verse 16. Above all means overall, so as to cover all the equipment. Above all, he says, verse 16. You know, uh, you do these things. You take the shield of faith. Above all means so as to cover all equipment put on previously. <clears throat> the armoring up is as follows. Defensive. The helmet is, can be defensive. The shield of faith and the sword of the spirit and the spear of prayer are more offensive, I would say. The shield of faith. The Roman shield was oblong, like a door, about uh, four feet, two inches, uh, by four feet by about two or three feet. Faith is the key uh, to moving out and using this shield. Flaming darts, let's look at that. Missiles, these were flaming arrows with pitch to set buildings of fire. The shield, of course, was used to deflect the arrows. Our shield is our faith, which enables us to stand against the devil. Cross-reference. 1 Peter 5, 8, and 9. Be alert. Just like he says in this verse, verse 18 of Ephesians 6 here says, praying always. First Peter says, be alert, First Peter 5, 8, and 9, and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Stand firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. First John 5, 4. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. And then verse 18, 1 John 5, 18. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. Um, the one who is born of God keeps them safe, and the evil one cannot harm them. Let's look, verse 17, the helmet of salvation, Ephesians 6, 17. This, of course, protects one's head, the most crucial and critical part of the body. When our minds are transformed, see Romans 12, 1 and 2, and covered with salvation and the truth of the word of God, the enemy cannot fill our minds with lies, right? The sword of the Spirit, of course, is the word of God, destroys all the enemy's lies and sets captives free. We use the sword of the Spirit. We must use the sword of the Spirit, the word of God, and the spirit of prayer, or the spear of prayer, uh, to defeat the enemy. For the word of God, Hebrews 4.12 says, is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Revelation 1.16, in his right hand he held seven stars, 
and coming out of his mouth was a sharp double-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in all brilliance. Psalm 45, 3-5, gird your sword on your side, you mighty one. That's what he's saying to the church today, to the warrior bride. Clothe yourself with splendor and majesty. In your majesty, yes, warrior bride, I'd say, ride forth victoriously. In the cause of truth, humility, and justice, let your right hand achieve awesome deeds. Amen. Let your sharp arrows pierce the hearts of the king's enemies. Let the nations fall beneath your feet. That is the call for the army of God. That's what we're called to do. talks about in Daniel, I believe I had it up on, on one of the advertisements for this podcast. Um, those warrior saints will do exploits, said in Daniel. But with righteousness, Isaiah 11, 4, he will judge the needy. With justice, he will give decisions for the poor. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips, he will slay the wicked. Isaiah 49, 2, he made my mouth like a sharpened sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. Yes, saint of God, warrior of God, you are his weapon today. May the praise of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their hands. Yes, the praise of God will defeat the enemy. The sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, will, will help also. <clears throat> Matthew 4.4, 4, Jesus answered, Jesus answered, is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Um, okay? Jesus, Jesus was able to defeat the enemy by the word of God, by the sword of the Spirit. Jesus said to the devil, Get away from me, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. See, the devil will take him up on the mountains and offer to give him all the kingdoms of the world. And, and Jesus quoted the word, Worship the Lord God and serve him only. There is no armor for your back, but only for the front of the body, which shows we must be... Go from defense to offense. We must be an offensive army. We were never meant to retreat from the enemy. Luke 9:62. No one that has put his hand to the plow looks back is fit for the service of God. You know, in World War II, Stalin and even Hitler, they would put to death, especially Stalin, their soldiers if they retreated. There was no retreat. They always moved forward. And this, this is kind of like the army of God. We never retreat. <clears throat> He's not going to put us to death, but we do not retreat because we move out in the power of God. James 4, 7, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Let's see. Word in verse 17. Let's look there. Um and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the rhema, as a word in, in Greek, rhema word of God. <clears throat> this is the spoken word of God as it goes forth. We might get into some kind of a, of a battle, and, and it's an immediate battle that comes upon us, and in that moment, he'll give us, a, a, anoint to us a rhema word, which we can just slay the enemy with, with where we can just dispel the lie right there in that moment. That's what he's talking about. We must speak the word to slay the enemy. We must know how to wield the sword, okay? 
properly so we are not destroyed. You know, remember the last week we talked about the armor of Saul will not work. You have to have that fitted armor, like God gave me a set of gold armor to put on. I had to put it on in the right order. It was for me. God has a specific uh, set of armor for each of you to put on. Hmm. Let's see what else. Maybe read a couple more scriptures and then we'll close for today. First Thessalonians 5, 8. But since we are the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate, here he calls faith a breastplate, of, of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. That's what we need to do. I think that's about it for today. Those are the pieces of armor. Let's reiterate them again. Your waist girt about with truth, you know, cinched up in truth. Put on the breastplate of Jesus Christ's righteousness. Receive his peace, that is, have your feet shod with peace so you can stand in stability. And then, above all, take the shield of faith to ward off all those lies we talked about, discouragement, confusion, depression, right? And take the helmet of salvation to protect your mind from the lies that he tries to lie, lie to your mind with. And then the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, you know, which will destroy those lies and then enable you to go on the offensive. <clears throat> praying always with the spear of prayer, we could say, or with prayer, praying always in supplication in the Spirit, like praying in your prayer language if, if you have that, that each saint can have. And praying in English, praying as what God puts on your heart, being watchful to the end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Amen. So that is the armor of God, a defensive, uh, to have a defensive stance and then to go on the offense as well. Put on that whole armor, not just part of it. Uh, next time together, we're going to cover the last uh, 19 through 23. We're going to talk about prayer a bit. And then we'll go into a conclusion in the ensuing weeks. So that's it for today, my friend. I pray that um, you put on the whole armor of God and stand, and stand therefore in his might. Amen? Amen. Thank you for joining us for another great discussion on The Kingdom Corner, hosted by Matt Geib. Remember to click the subscribe button so you can be notified of each new episode as it's released. To enjoy an even deeper dive into God's Word, check out Matt's new devotional book, Searching for Significance, a devotional journey through the book of Ecclesiastes. Learn more and even hear from Matt himself on the devotional website, significanceacademy.com. As always, thank you for being a part of The Kingdom Corner.